This podcast contains some strong language and content that people might not really like. So if that's the case, go listen to something else. Okay, love you, bye. And welcome back to another I Have a Query with me, Grace Shush. And this week we have an amazing guest, icon legend, Jackie Potato, Jacqueline Pomfrites, also known as Julian Smith, um, for all of their incredible designing work they do. Um, but this was really lovely because Jackie's one of them people that, you know, like the reason I started this podcast, that I've seen on social media and only as of lately I have got talking to. And it's absolutely amazing to find out that, you know, we're from the same place, but I'll save all that for the podcast. So without further ado, Jackie Potato. But I just wanted to add quickly, I am still recording on one mic. So the quality with my voice, not with Jackie's, is a little bit distorted. And I am recording with the door open, so there will be a bit of background noise of, like, police cars, aeroplanes. But babes, as we all know, it's really hot. Okay. Love you, bye. So I am here with Jackie Potato. Um, And first question I always ask is, what are your pronouns? I'm a he. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like... Yeah. Identify as that. I'll push it closer because we are sharing the mic. You have to lean in this bit. Okay, yeah. I'm a he. Cis male. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. So, um, tell me a bit about yourself, which sounds really vague and broad, but like, start from, because we were just talking and we're from the same place. Yeah. So, I'm from Stoke-on-Trent and um, I went to a Roman Catholic high school and uh, St. John Fisher, which was next to Newcastle um, College. And um, I um, I got a bit, little bit bullied at school, but it wasn't too bad because of something interesting. I um, had five male friends at St. John Fisher um, who it all turned out that they were all gay. We didn't necessarily know at the time because I think people sort of came out at um, college level rather than at school. There might have been two of them that came out at school at the end of school. But it turned out all of this five of us that had been hanging out together, not really doing sports and getting a bit bullied. Um, actually, we all turned out gay, which is quite a lot for one year, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think I was one of two. Yeah. yeah. Were you out at school? No. 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 No, um, it took a, I don't know, maybe I was 17, so it was probably art college when I sort of came out. How did you find, because I, I, I don't know if you heard the one I did of me, and I kind of talk about Sarah Pontrain quite a bit, how, how was it for living, because it is, to me, quite a backwards place, but how was it for you living there? Yeah, I found that too, um, and I think that, like, I moved away when I was 18, so when I probably from like fourteen. Did you come straight to London or? No, went Manchester first okay. to do uh, fashion at BA there, but um, fr- from the ages of about fourteen, I started to get in, into like finding my people who were a bit more alternative, a bit more into music, a bit more into arty stuff, and um, we eventually started to put on our own nights in the local indie club. Well, one of them was a goth club. And it was called Umdiaka, and was then this, in this was this was still in Stoke. Oh wow! 
Yes. So, yeah, we, <laughs> me and a small crew of people, uh, a couple of my mates from school, but then some other people that we found at drama school, all got together and we do our own nights and stuff like that. So we were really trying to push were it. They, what were they, explain, elaborate on these nights. Well, I mean, so Umdiaco was probably like uh, two or three, two or three of us DJing. Uh, we did one at Chico's, which was the goth club in Hanley, and we did one at the Sugar Mill, which oh, was, yeah, but that used to be called The Stage when we were there. And they were just sort of slightly performancey things, like we'd dress up a bit, and then three of us would DJ, and we'd all DJ stuff that we just wouldn't hear on the radio, so alternative stuff, indie stuff. There wasn't much more of an agenda than that other than just being different and celebrating it. And this we this you're talking about yeah. 1995, okay. 96. Do you want me to ask him how old you are? Um, I'm, no, no, I don't mind. I'm 38. Okay. I think. Okay. I think I'm 38. Yeah, it's soon to turn 39. <laughs> well, okay. That's amazing because to me the the whole place is just really. Um, yeah, would never expect that. Yeah. Well, we've. Um, uh, you know what, we found it, it, it that way as well, but we, I was lucky in that I did have a, a crew of friends and then a sort of outreaching crew of friends who all sort of felt the same. And by the time we got to art college level, so 16 to 18, we really were like rallying against all of that, if, if you I know what I mean. You were like between 16 and 18 and in a nightclub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I started getting out like 15 with a fake ID, but yeah, to the club. Yeah, the club. Well, I've had a lot of history at the club as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Monday nights was seven pounds and then free bar. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> I've been people in the, from my parents being like, "Come pick me up." <laughs> I think I was probably thrown out of there a couple of times, but I was sort of friends with the owner Paul Yarwood yeah. a bit, so it was always okay. Yeah. 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 And then Decampo. Yeah. Um. Yes, that's really cool. Yeah, so then I went up to Manchester to study fashion. Actually, I went to study fine art printmaking, but very quickly heard that there was somebody had dropped out of the fashion course, and I went, oh, I want to do that. So without really a fashion background, I just went into it. Okay. And it was really good. And we used to go out on Canal Street a little bit, and I had this really weird hairdo at that time, which was kind of like shaved sides, bleach blonde, with a black mullet of extensions. And I was quite sort of punky. Yeah. And um, I, I get, uh, there was things I liked about going out in Canal Street and there was things that I didn't. I didn't find it alternative enough. Or, you know, when you're young and you're a bit of a brat. So I used to get really, really drunk and got thrown out of quite a few places. But it was fun. All fun, I think. <laughs> and then when did you move to London? Um, to study fashion at Royal College of Art. Wait, in... so did you go to Manchester for uni? Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you did an yeah. MA at, in London. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, MA at Royal College of Art, in again, in fashion. How old were you at this point when you came to London? 21. Okay. Yeah. So I was quite a young person to be doing an MA course. Most of the other people were probably like, well, I don't know, 23 to 30. Um, but loved loved that, Royal College of Art, MA in fashion. And then I've just sort of kind of been working in fashion ever since then mm-hmm. but um i kind of didn't re i worked with one designer called roland murray and for a little while i was working with him five or maybe six days a week because it's quite 
strong, intense work, particularly in the run-up to collections. Um, but I sort of thought, oh, I can't, I don't want to do this, like, five days a week or six days a week for just the same place. So then I, I've been freelance ever since, working, doing bits of teaching fashion. And Where did you teach? Uh, currently at a place called Instituto Marangoni, which is a Italian fashion school off Brick Lane. No, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nice to be able to pass on a bit of knowledge. What do you teach? I know obviously teach fashion. Is it like a... it's pattern cutting? Okay. So the construction side of fashion. That's cool. Yeah, nice. yeah, it's good. <laughs> so you came when you were twenty-one, um, and then so you. You're obviously somebody as well that say seen on the scene. When did you start going out? Who were you meeting? Like, give me, give me all of that kind of thing. I think me and a couple of friends used to do these Halloween parties, right? And sort of in warehousey venues in Stoke Newington, possibly reaching up to Tottenham. Or, but Walthamstow or something. But and we did a, two or three parties at Vogue Fabrics, and maybe you talk. I can't remember, but like two thousand and seven to two thousand and eight, that kind of time, two thousand and nine, um, and that's so that's when I started to meet Lyle, and then and sort of Johnny Wu and John Sizzle, watched David Hoyle a couple of times, met Bourgeois and Maurice right in their early days, and then consequently I did quite a lot of Bourgeois and Maurice's costumes. Um, but really it was Vogue Fabrics in a way, going out there a few times that sort of entered me into that crew of people that go to Glastonbury and stuff like that, okay. you know? Yeah. Um, but then, and then shortly after that, I discovered Sink the Pink, mm. uh, which was... Pro- 10 years, isn't it? Yeah, year? so, uh, yeah, to, to, I, I wasn't right at the very beginning of Sink the Pink, but quite early days at the, at the Bethnal Green Working Men's Club. And I really loved it immediately because it was it was it felt super fun, super punk, a bit silly, mm. and that's what that, I really responded to that. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, how like I'm curious just on your um, design and stuff. So I've seen some of the stuff you um, make and stuff, but how would you do? You have a specific style or anything like that with what you make, or is it just this is what we need? This is what we need. I you know like. I did actually have my own fashion label for a really short time in like 2008 to 2010. And my style is a bit sort of impactful print and a bit messy kind of thing. And colours, I like bright colours. Um, but I, because of being freelance, I think it's good to be, have adaptable skills. So that's why I quite like costumes. I like the... The fun of costume, but I'm able to do bridal. I've, done, I've probably done about nine wedding dresses, albeit they've all been quite different. Um, but and then I work in fashion, which is like I currently work with a designer called Erdem, and it's quite sort of like high end finesse, beautiful work, you know. So, it, you know, having sort of these. I've always found it hard to be really committed to one kind of look, as it were. But I love um, gothy girls like Susie Sue and Bjork. So Susie Sue's dark and Bjork's sort of colourful in a, in a way. So I'm sort of a bit like that. Yeah. So um, <laughs> what is the most like outlandish thing you think you've had to work on? 
Oh God! Right, here's the story. <laughs> one of the one of the funniest things I worked on was a, 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 some a tour called "Here Come the Girls," which was Lulu, Anastasia, and in, and okay. Shaka Khan. Oh wow! Okay. Right. So this was this again. This is just in freelance life and costuming and stuff like that. So a stylist heard about me and was like, "Come on board because we need to make these looks for these girls." So we we there was one thing that they discussed, which was a Supremes look, all gold, sort of long tassels, and we discussed that it would be for all three of them. So uh, we did them, made them to their measurements, and when <laughs> when we had the fitting, Shaka Khan goes, "Y'all think I'm wearing that, honey? I ain't wearing that." <laughs> and she just said no. She just flatly refused, even though we'd sort of spent time developing it and making it. She just wanted to wear her own stuff. <laughs> She just wore her own stuff that she bought with her out of a wow, suitcase. A, and yeah. so I had to do one little adjustment to one of her own things. It was so funny. Um, so they were, you know, working with three different people and mm. like at that level and they all wanted to look really good. Lulu, I was most pleased with the thing that I made for Lulu, which was kind of like grey and crystally and kind of like a jumper that had holes in it. Okay. But really glamorised with loads of Swarovski and um, sequin and stuff. She was quite funny as well, Lulu. She would, she'd, she'd be sort of like, she'd be very engaged, really happy to be there in fittings and things like that, and occasionally just go, well, she, she would just break into song. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what was the other one? Who was it? Anastasia. Yeah. As in the singer, Anastasia. Yeah, I'm a little, <laughs> set me free. <laughs> um, so as well, who is... Jackie Potato, as a, is it any different than you as a person rather than Jackie as going out, or is it just... And where does the name Jackie Potato come from? Yeah. Obviously, we know what Jackie Potato means, but... I think I, there's, there's a couple of stories, but I think it comes from my friend Anthony Barnish, who lives in Manchester, him and his boyfriend James... Would you, years ago came up with a couple of drag names simultaneously, Jackie Potato and Trish Fingers. Ah! <laughs> And then when, um, and then I think when I started going out with, knocking around with Wu and Johnny Wu and Johnny Sizzle, um, they, I, I don't know, I said, what, who, shall I, who shall I be? I fancy having a go at this drag, it looks really fun. And I, I was like, shall I be Jackie Potato or Trish Fingers? And they was like, oh, you should be Jackie Potato, definitely. <laughs> so, so where, like, is, there, is it just, just going out? There wasn't any specific, like... Reference points that you were like when, when you when you said like oh the drag is what I want to do like I want to have a go at it was there any reference points apart from what you said about like Bjork and stuff like that or um right so I'd always seen drag as quite a still thing like 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 um sequin gown furry stole and big updo hairdo that's kind of that was my vision of it and i think when i saw johnny very like damey yeah like, yeah exactly and all that. Uh, so that actually didn't hold much interest for me at all but then when i saw like lyle and johnny woo i started to see really different things you know east london kind of drag was really different and i kind of always thought if i'm gonna do this um, I need to move my hair around. Like, I want to mosh. Yeah. You know, like, for me, it's like sort of a combination of like an, an aerobics class and a rock gig, yeah. but whilst drunk. <laughs> that's, aerobics rock. Yeah. 
that's and you know and then really in those sort of early days of sync the pink i would just have a wig a bit of lipstick and a jock strap on and be really really sweaty and naked and the hair would thrash around that was like uh, and i was really really happy with that at that time you know and my early days of um glastonbury as well were very like that like dancing on bars for nine hours straight not feeling any of the pain in the shoot in the feet because you were so high mm. to be honest mm. <laughs> wow. i've never been to glastonbury it scares me a little bit i'm not gonna lie um yeah it's um and in it, it, it has been in the past like an endurance kind of test that yeah. i've really really loved um and yeah, it's 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 good fun, but it's yeah. I think I'd enjoy it. I think that I'd have the mentally. Yeah, 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 and the, and the weather it can be tricky. Obviously, if it's a really sunny Glastonbury, it's when is fab. Glastonbury? Does it change or is it the same weekend every? It's always like the twenty third ish to the twenty sixth of June, but it's not on this year because they have that break. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm. Um. So you said um about seeing the pink in the days. It was like you and a wig. And a jock strap, and that's what you felt comfortable with. When you say feel com- felt comfortable with this, it changed to a point if maybe you wouldn't do that, and you would you go in some other direction, or. Uh yeah, at, at that at that point, um, I was I felt really wild, mm-hmm. and um and it was really fun, mm-hmm. you know, and I can't quite sustain that nowadays because I've got quite a lot of work on, you know, and. and uh, I need to sort of concentrate on that and be a little bit focused. So it means it's harder for me to get like super wild, wild, wild because it's having an, an, a bit of an effect, you know. Um, so consequently, I'm kind of I'm actually not drinking at the moment. Yeah, well, not well though. It's not. I mean, thing, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I, I think I think dragon having a drink goes perfectly hand in hand yeah. because it's all about party time, you know. Mm. And I and and I. I think one day as well I will be able to have another drink again, you know. But just at the moment, it's better for me to try and... Um, I want to see if I can... If I do enjoy drag as much mm. as well. I think it's... Yeah, I um, I remember when I used to go... When I was at uni. And I... I found it really hard to go out and drag. Because I was so self-conscious when I first went to uni and all this and how I looked. That I found it really hard to... Um, go out and not get wasted. Yes. Wasted. Yes. Um, and I can't remember what it was one night when I went out with some friends and we were so broke. We were like, we just want to go out because it's free entry at this bar. Let's go. Well, if we're going to drink, we'll drink for we remember we didn't. We just were like, it's like 12 o'clock and we threw some shoes on and we went out. And I remember dancing and just having a good time with them and realising that if I was with the right people, and I think that's the most important thing as well, being in the right space with the right people, you're, I was comfortable enough to be wild without... I mean, I'm not really that wild, but wild in my own sense, you know. Yeah, in the right, in the right space. But yeah, this this is this is it. What 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 is wild? And you know, you don't feel that wild, but to I don't know some people who just live in the Welsh valleys or whatever who are quite heteronormative in their existence, mm. you would be quite wild, no? So it's kind of like this this comparison thing. I think I think yeah. If you because you live in such a we live in such I feel like I live in such a queer bubble. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like it, I find it really um, really odd when people don't know things of what I'm like. I don't know. Like I've just started a new job and I'll say the odd like 
I don't know, I'll say something like slay, which is just something yeah. I say anyway. Mm. And I'm like, oh, slay, cool, yeah. yeah. And she's like, slay, slay. What, what is, is that? that? I'm like, how do you not know what this is? Where are you from? Yeah. Um, no. It's interesting saying that, that to like Mary and John Smith, mm. they were my grandparents actually, um, I would be crazy and outlandish and... Yeah, this is another thing about um, how um, it manifests in gay people who are sort of open to drag as an experience, uh, their attitude to risk. See, like, straight guys will do, like, motorbiking or skiing or skydiving or stuff like that. I mean, this is massive generalisation. But they'll do things like that to get that little element of risk. And whereas I think quite a few gay guys will do drag to get that little kick of element of risk or whatever, you know. And maybe, like, partying to the extreme is probably involved in that as well. Um, But I actually don't find drag that risky anymore because I do it for, like I get an Uber from home to the venue and the venue is usually a safe space so it's not got that much yeah. risk orientated yeah. in it actually anyway. I got the tube for the first time on my own the other week not the first time the first time in a long time mm. um, and it was I used to be fine going out and drag and I'm not not fine now but I just for some reason that night the central line was packed and it was just so full of people and I had like a turban on because my hair was in rollers yeah and a full face and just yeah. my coat. And I just felt really, like, head down on yeah. the phone. Yeah. Someone's yeah. tried to take a photo of me. Yeah. And I saw them in the window, the reflection yeah. of the phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can, you can ask. Yeah. And he was like, what, mate, what, mate, what, mate? And I was oh, like, right, just then. ask me. Like, it's yeah. fine. And then someone started talking to me. I was like, this is not consent to talk to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I found it really... Because Margot does it all the time as well. Right. So this is in it. That's an, yeah, that, that's definitely a risk associated thing and I think to when you do that you've got to just ha- you've just got to have the energy in your head of like so what I've been to yeah, a party no, yeah, yeah. I've been to a party so what like I look like this it's no big deal come well, on it's I, London yeah, it's London exactly a friend of mine said that he was on the tube he was, he's half Italian I met him yeah he was saying that he when he was on the tube he these this Italian family were being like who oh my god he dressed like a girl right. didn't realise obviously he could speak Italian oh right and then he was like in Italian like this is a job and it's London get over it and this family was just like oh, like, oh my god that's a scandal over there that's definitely not Italian <laughs> yeah and I thought that I thought it was really interesting that he was like it's just and it's, it's London I forget this because yeah. I think it's so touristy that yeah. you do get a lot of stares from tourists and people like yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But do you think it's important to do that then? Make making drag visible in places where it wouldn't normally be encountered. Yeah. Uh, do you? Yeah, I think so. But um hmm, let's think about this. But in in the in the daytime in a supermarket in Walthamstow, like is there need for it there? Probably not. I think maybe there's um don't know. Idea um Maybe not drag, but I think if you, like, make it a broader circle in terms of just... Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then, yes, absolutely. Then, yeah, I go in with my hair set in, set in waves or, I don't know, face of a subtle glow, you know. Um, then perhaps, but, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, true. But drag on its own, I think, yeah. Walking mm. stone, supermarket. Not necessarily, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, every time I see anyone, I saw a girl in, in drag... The other day, I'm assuming your gender right now, but shouldn't. Um, 
And every time I see someone in drag sending in like a coat and they're like with a bag getting ready to the gig, I always just want to be like. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't want to be that condescending. It's just to be like, because it is terrifying to stand yeah. there in the street and just, depending on how long you've been doing it for, to just stand there on your own. Maybe, maybe there should be more day drag actually. More day drag events that people can in- engage with or something. I was thinking about, do, 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 is, is there drag shows at old people's homes? Could there be? Would they be up for that? Yeah. I mean, That's... maybe the slightly less adult content ones, yeah. but if you know what I mean. Yeah. But they are adults. But. Well, it'd be interesting to say that when you do that full circle of, like, the elderly. Yeah. And, like, we're in an old people's home kind of thing if we ever do go in one. But then it's like, what would we want to see as entertainment there? Yeah. Like, would we want some kids coming in being like, yeah, that's what we're coming. No, no. <laughs> but but I wouldn't mind seeing somebody dressed up and having a nice, lovely sing-song or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe some comedy. Well, they've got the, um, the new Hackney show, which I've been saying for, like, a while now that I really want to have, like, a community centre of... Yeah. So you can go have a coffee, but then in the yeah. evening it's like a place to go and experiment with work and perhaps. And someone was like, Yeah, Hackney Showrooms is doing this. And I was yeah. like, What? Yeah. Um, which I think is really exciting to have that. Yeah. Not necessarily a place where you have to be of a certain age to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 You could be 14, 15, 16 and still go and experience like almost like an underage, like, you know, liquid in Hanley. Yeah. Like you have the underage, the yeah. night, as my sister called it. Um, <laughs> the Valentinos. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so having something like that, like an underage drag night, I think yeah. it'd be yeah. really fun to have someone like that. So when do you go back to Stoke? Never really. Right. <laughs> no, I go back if necessarily, or I, if I go, I never leave, really leave the house. So we. Right. If I go as well, my parents' caravan. Mm-hmm. Um, and they always have, like, I've been camping for as long as I remember. So we go, um, like, um, you know, like Manifold Valley? Mm-hmm, yeah. And Hume End and all of yeah. that. Yeah. We have a caravan up there that we, it's just parked there, and we go, they go near enough every weekend. Oh, fine. And then we go walking around the Manifold Yeah, Valley oh, that's nice. Really nice. So if I go, I'm either going for a specific reason, so like a birthday, or yeah. something like that, yeah. or, um, I go and go to relax. Yeah. But it's weather like this, because yeah, I think I miss, I miss being able to be in a city and then driving, like, two miles down the road. Yeah. Being in, like, Oakmore, which is... Yeah, like, yeah, really yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All fields mm-hmm. and gorginess yeah. and all of that, and I really miss that a lot, and I miss... Right. Yeah, I miss home comforts a lot. Yeah, I go home to relax as well, because I can't help it. I can't help London, like, I'm always busy. I'm, like, always busy. I'm either socialising or working or socialising or working. Mm. So it is quite nice to go How back and just chill. I think it works out four times a year. Oh, a, wi- a winter and a spring, a summer and a winter, oh. autumn visit. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's usually, like, a, yeah, if I just have a birthday or an anniversary or... Yeah. Or if I just feel like I need to go back. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I try and get people to come up here as much as well. Yeah, that's nice. Because yeah. I'm always like, if I've got, like, it's not, there's not really much to do at home, so if you come up here, like... Yeah. There's more to do. Yes, there is, there is. And I make advantage of me living here, because who knows when I won't live here. Yeah. So, Jackie Potato, though, has not visited Stoke. Gracious, she's never been to Stoke. (laughs) I've never been out in Dragon Stoke, or I think I've only ever been, apart from when I used to go to the club. I don't think, I went to, like, the factory, which was then the club. 
So I went to the club and the factory, and now it's called Gossip Girl or something. Right, like that, right. Gossip. And I only went to the factory like a handful of times. Yeah. Got kicked out there a few times. Well, may- maybe you never know. In a couple, in a few years' time, maybe we'll get together and go up to Stoke in drag. <laughs> um, I've never sort of really felt the need to no, be honest, no but um, I mean, my I didn't even start dragging Stoke. I started in Norwich, so because I went to Norwich Uni. Right, right, so right. And I'm going back to Norwich next week. Oh, really? Yeah. I've been booped there. So oh, that's good. Like a full circle moments. So that's nice. But... It's really, it's really. I mean, expanding out a little bit now, drag is because I know there's a Manchester scene and and, and all that, but there's Canterbury, there's Margate, there's a um, Tommy Hibbets has just been to Great Yarmouth and seen a drag show there. Exactly. So I, mean, I know there's always when I was in Norwich, there's always been drag, but when I was there, I started in like a pub. Right. And my drag mother, the one who gave me the space, lives in Hackney now, but they had this pub. And it was really like energy, and it was like it's a bit, like, it was a bit like the glory. Yeah. Um, and it was like this idea of it was at the top of Prince of Wales, which was like one of the most dangerous high streets at one point because it was for knife crime. Um, and then they left. There was this huge thing that happened, and then they left. And then when I went, I came and interned in London. And when I went back, I was like. There's nothing here. It's all Danes, and there's nothing wrong with right. The Danes, I know. Yeah. But yeah. There's nothing yeah. wrong with like yeah. you know the big yeah. hair and the white yeah. eyes. Yeah. Out. Um, but I was like, there's nothing cool. Yes. There's nothing. So I started a night called Rosebud. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Specifically because I wanted something that was pretty, but then I was like, if you know, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then, then that way I didn't have to call it Rosebud Cabaret. I could call it Rosebud in Blue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Amazing. And we had this, yeah, we had this drag night at Gonzo's. And then a few weeks ago, I saw them all there doing a drag show. And I was like, we, we were like going for quite a well, We were going for about two or three years. And did really well. Um, and then I saw them there, and I was like, "What's going on? You're taking it off." <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we sing the pink was a huge thing that inspired that because I did it in a straight bar. Yeah. And I was like taking the heteronormative space and making it into a queer venue. Oh, fun. Um, so then to win was quite a big full circle. But yeah. Uh, lovely. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take a break. Oh yeah. Yeah, just a few minute break, sip of water, hydration, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back. Yeah, fab. Shipping container, mm-hmm. and that has seen a hell of a lot of fun. You know, uh, among the sort of the Glastonbury's and uh, the Love Box ones, the the stuff that's gone down in there mm-hmm. is um, is really funny. I'm really intrigued by Glastonbury. I want. I really want to do it because I know I've got the stamina to do it. But then, um, well, I get really cranky if I don't have enough sleep and stuff, and I don't do right. drugs or anything. So yeah, kind of like. Well, the thing is, there's like, so it's the, there can be like 25 people getting ready in there and everybody has a blue plastic bag. That's a running joke. Like blue, have you seen my blue plastic bag? There's like a million blue plastic bags, you know, with full of like makeup and this, that and the other. And everyone's sort of like accidentally sharing and borrowing makeup and brushes go missing and there's mud all over the floor and wellies and everything. But it's it's been a real laugh. 24 queens in one shipping I know that it's a, like hell. a lot of that's a, a lot of personality, but usually there's a, a, a lot of great camar- camaraderie and mm. fun spirit that goes with it. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So um, also the sink the pinks at the Troxy. I mean, in the 
in Bethnal Green Working Men's Club, like we had amazing times in there. And one really memorable occasion was Lucy Fears being wrapped up as a present and passed around the audience. <laughs> like, and the routines we used to do was so funny and so haphazard and just put together really quickly and let's just do it. You know, it was all about the energy. Um, and then the Troxy, like backstage there, and, you know, we've had re- really, really good times running around, <laughs> causing chaos. <laughs> it, was like, it was really, it had a nice feel at the Roundhouse. Yeah. Like the roundhouse? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was sort of like watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I have, I mean, I, I've obviously never been backstage at the Troxy. Right. Um, but it, it had a nice... Well, the Roundhouse is a really amazing venue, isn't it? It's super amazing. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited for... Are you, you're doing... Brixton Academy. Yeah, yeah that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Such a huge venue. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like 10,000? Yeah. 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 No, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. So, what's next for Jackie Potato? Obviously, you're busy with working. Have you got anything coming up you want to, like, talk about? Or... DJing anywhere or I'm DJing, DJing I'm now. DJing at Stella's uh, Meltdown at the Glory this I mean I don't know where Friday. this is going out but it's always Yeah like yeah just case. say and then um and then after that I'm doing Clash Bash at the uh, at Dawson Superstore mm. on the 25th and then uh and then I think it's Hoopla and then it will be Pride you know Just cuz you were saying about like Clash Bash and Stella's all the different nights just have to keep, like I mean, you can take time to think about this. Don't think you need to answer straight away. Do you think there's anything missing at the moment? Oh. Because, obviously, I was saying about the community centre, and we spoke about giving, like, younger people and, like, exposing drag to everybody kind of thing. But, I mean, we've got so many, like, venues now. Like, we've got Vogue Fabrics and Superstore that are really looking into, like, inclusivity. Yeah, yeah. And you're looking at, like, you know, non-binary, trans, and making sure everybody is involved in what's going on. You know, really represented. Yeah. Um, do you think there's anything in terms of maybe a night or... I don't know. What Do you think anything's... Um, if not, it's fine I, if not. I, I, think, I think there's still a great choice of things to do. I find myself very busy in East London, mm. you know, going to a, a lot of things, try to go to a lot of things. But you know what? Like Sybil's house as well. It's something I've always wanted to go to, but kind of. Do it. If you want a plus one, babes, you can have mine. Yeah, I just, I'm just usually booked though. Uh, So, (laughs) but um, I would like to. And what what's what's missing? I don't know, but I'm just wondering what's next. And I would like to see drag a bit of drag musicians or something like that, like drag live. Singing, I know that does happen, but like with bands and stuff like that, could be really good. Mm. I don't know, a, dra- a drag rock music night. How about that? <laughs> That's interesting, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much. Thanks for having Get me. Nice time. Yeah, <laughs> lovely time. Thanks, babes. All, All right. right. Thank you. Thank you so much to Jackie for coming in, sitting down, and just chatting. And I wanted to release this. Um, a few weeks ago because it was Jackie's birthday um, but I am the only one that does this and it you know it does take some time to sort out but thank you so much to for Jackie for coming in because I know how busy you are and yeah I'm really grateful for everybody that's listening a lot of people please keep telling me if you see me that you like it because it really really means a lot to me and yeah make sure you 
like, comment, whatever they say, five stars, um, follow us on all social medias, and stay queer. <laughs>